0: and welcome once again to Life Lessons with an Inebriated Psychic. I will be your guide to all things metaphysical. First of all, let me start by apologizing for not having done a podcast for a while. There's been a lot going on in our lives. Um, Health issues, kid issues, you know, just the usual parent issues. Um, Life issues, right? So we get kind of overwhelmed at times and sometimes it's a really good moment just step back reassess and then when you're ready start again and for me my whole life i've gone into what i consider hermit mode as needed now hermit mode for me means that i'm totally overwhelmed by everything going on in the world in society in my private life in my friendship life in my family life in just life in general and it just it gets too much for me because i'm an empath i feel everybody's everything so when i know my friends are going through something or and they don't even necessarily have to have given me details i can just feel it or my family members are going through stuff and i feel that it gets a little bit much to carry sometimes so i go in what i call hermit mode Now, when i'm in hermit mode i'm staying home most of the time i'm keeping to myself i'm trying to stick with a daily meditation but sometimes i can't because even i am not perfect i know shocker but you know it is a practice and it's a practice because i'm never going to be perfect at it it's a consistent practice and i try to stay in integrity and love and some people will just trigger you And they trigger you because they know they can or because they're just not aware of themselves enough and so sometimes you just need to step away and you need to say you know what i just need my me time and i need to recenter on who i want to be because i'm not recognizing who i am or i'm having to put on a front So one of the things for me that's become blatantly obvious lately is that when I'm uncomfortable in a social engagement, I'll drink. Even if I have no intention of having a drink, I'll have a glass of wine because that will just make me feel more comfortable. And I don't really like that because I don't really drink at home. Like I haven't drunk anything at home in a really long time. Like my kids come over, we have fun we have game nights. I just don't drink anymore. Like it's just not my thing. So when I'm at a social engagement and I had no intention of drinking and then I get so uncomfortable I, I reach for a glass of wine, I know that there's a problem in the energies and in my energy field and it's not about anybody else it's about me it's about how i'm feeling and i've always had a little bit of social anxiety i used to get really bad headaches when i was going to go and meet new people i still do if i'm going to go to somewhere new and meet new people it really takes a lot for me to get out of my house and just go and do that so social occasions where there are new people involved and you know we have friendship circles that are continually evolving people come people go people are there for a reason a season or for life and you just never know and that energy and that flux for me is something that i just like my small little group that i know i can rely on that i know there's no drama with it makes me more comfortable to be around that than to be around people who are coming in and going out because for me it's just energetically a lot to handle so anyways yeah i've been in hermit mode and one of the things that happens when i'm in hermit mode is i get very much surrounded by my animals um we have a dog that we've had for 10 years she is the sweetest little thing on four legs her name is penny and she was my son's service animal for a while when he had seizures she would know he was going to have a seizure before any of us would and we could give him the medication so that he wouldn't have the seizure. Or she'd let us know when he was in the middle of a seizure so we could get to him in time. She's literally come into our life as this little amazingly gifted puppy and for the last 10 years she has been like my best friend and my shadow. She is always around me. She was my son's service animal but she very much clung to me if she wasn't needed with him. But she is very funny. If you put on her jacket to take her anywhere she thinks that she's working and she changes her attitude immediately and checks on the whole family. Like she literally counts us to make sure we're all together. It's very, very cute and so what i thought i'd talk about today is our power animals our connection with spirit and animals and you know there is a term that is used frequently for native americans which is spirit animal and i don't consider my animals or my invisible friend animals to be my spirit animals i feel like that's encroaching on a different kind of energy to the energy i have with my animals or my spirit my animals of spirit my my power animals the things that represent certain aspects of my life and come in to help me with that and so there are so many so many different um traditions where animals or totems are used as part of that tradition because of the respect animals are given because animals depending on clans and stories that have been handed down the interactions between a group of people a society and an animal can be such a positive or negative influence on that and it's all about respecting nature right we're animals like the human being is an animal and if we don't respect the other animals what what ends up happening like if you don't if you don't respect a lion when you're out in kenya and you think you can go just poke it with a stick it's gonna eat you right so we need to respect the space of other energetic beings they may not be human but their spirit is still a spirit their energy is still an energy and when our animals pass that energy stays with us like I see my cat Lucky who passed away a long time ago now all the time the other day I saw Tom who was our white cat when we lived in England who hadn't even passed when we left England but was given to a very nice man who looked after him really well. And it's one of those things where you have a connection, you have an energetic connection to something else and there are, you don't have to talk with that animal in order to communicate where you stand with it. So in history and in a lot of these different cultures, animals definitely became totems they became the they became like a part of the tribe if you will so like in the siberian area the hunters and fishermen they would they would literally choose something they hunted or fished to represent their clan You know, traditions in Africa, India, North America, South America, the Aborigines, the Pygmies. You know, the Native Americans especially are... (sighs) A lot of Native American culture has kind of been taken from them and is now used as... like little cliché words in regular society. So I really try to be mindful of the fact that that's not okay. Um as a as a Brit especially I'm very aware of what our history is and the fact that it, it's not okay to misappropriate or take on somebody else's way of life. But because I grew up who I am, because I grew up as an intuitive, I have seen animals during readings. I have seen like Out of nowhere something like a a spider come crawling into the reading and usually it represents the web of life for me when a spider comes in so different animals have different representations based on who you are and what your culture is right and we can all go to Google and we can look up these animals and what they represent that's the easy part but integrating what they mean, or why they're showing up for you in that moment is a next level energy. It's a next level development. It's about doing the shadow work and asking, why would this animal be the one that comes forward? For me lately, it's been a black jaguar or a black panther. It's like a big black cat is what I'm seeing, like a big black cat and it's been Around me, it's right now as I'm talking. I can see it going around where I'm seated, just watching and protecting. I'm ready to pounce, and I feel that energy. And I feel like, oh, okay, so I need protect him from something. That's why you're showing up. Uh, when I've seen owls in the past, it's usually because I need to stop what I'm doing and I u- need to wise up. I need to look at it from a different standpoint and try and be a bit more understanding and a bit more wise in what I'm looking at. So different animals show up for me at different times. And that's just consistently been a part of my life. But I would consider them power animals. And I would call them power animals because in the pagan tradition, that's what they are called. Not in the Wiccan. Con- tradition like well i mean i'm sure in the wicked tradition too but the pagan traditions they are power animals like you had the vikings who had power animals and sometimes these animals are mystical as well you know like the dragons and fairies and things like that but they're all totems so anyways sometimes these totems can be individual they can be just related to you and sometimes they can be related to your entire family or clan just depending on what your what your cultural area is okay and quite often it's an intimate relationship it's a friendship between you and the animal it's protection you know between the person and the animal and it's like somebody explained it to me once that it's like the alter egos of our soul right so we're multifaceted as human beings and at different times we need to bring in different things i I also relate this to the many many different incantations of gods and goddesses that you call on the one you need at the time so if you need love you call on the one for love if you need To go to war with someone you call on the god of war like the same goes for animals like if you need something in particular you go for the animal that represents that in your in your mind right it doesn't have to be in the culture's mind it just has to be what you recognize and the aztecs themselves used to believe that these totems these animals that would be seen were a hidden or veiled aspect of the self they would actually look at these animals coming in as though that's the role they played they were just a part of the of the whole in australia the aborigines used to use the totems for their clans and it would be passed down through through the matriarchs line so like some histories we have the females who were the witch doctors who were the healers and in some clans you've got the males who were the witch doctors and the healers and the shamans and it really just depends on which history and what culture so but in in australia it literally went down the female side of the family line um only the individuals the medicine men uh, got their own personal totems and that was all all the medicine men in in the aborigines you know, they um, had spirit companions and you weren't allowed to eat totem animals, like it just totally depends on the culture how they were used, you know so like cows and um pigs and sheep and wolves all of these different things can can be put down to totem animals and clans and a clan's interaction with them and how they were held to esteem or not Um, so the medicine man totem quite often would be called on to guard and protect the medicine man whilst he was sleeping um, almost like calling on your spirit guides or surrounding yourself with white light. You could call on your your animal to come and protect and hold you safe. In New Guinea, they also used animals, mostly fish. And they believed you were born from a totem. And you would have an initiation to decide... If you chose the mother's line totem or the father's line totem, each family had a holy place where the totem animal would bring the soul of the dead. And it's where the souls of the children would come from. And so, you know, that's their version of heaven. Animals play a major role in a spiritual lifestyle and have done for many centuries in india there's a tribe called bihor and i may have totally and completely pronounced that wrong and that was very much a patriarchal society and the totems would be used to represent the group or the clan in india they would use 12 animals for the different clans 10 plants um, eight hindu casts and the rest were like there were seven objects and these were the totems. So a totem doesn't necessarily have to be an animal. It just quite often is. So the tribe's origin story is about the totem that has a fortunate connection to an ancestor of the clan. And that's how they came up with which totem represented the clan. And the traditions are specific to each clan to respect and ritualize the totem so they would do rituals for their totem. So totems quite often are considered a mystical relationship between a human and nature. And we have to try and find this balance, right? Because all other animals do not communicate with each other or with other animals the way the humans do. Like no other animals capture other animals and put them into cages just for their viewing pleasure like that's just not done anywhere else in the animal world it's just not and the respect with nature and studying nature and trying to learn more about how it actually functions and where we all came from all of these are very valuable things but way back when in the original ancestors and the original clans taking on the mystical connection between a totem and a human and how that develops and how that becomes then legend is quite fascinating and it's also a good way for people to relate and respect nature in all its forms because if we make one of these animals a totem and therefore part of our respect for clans then maybe we'll actually respect the animal and not do anything to harm its home because as humans we tend to take over a place and we literally move the animals that have lived there for many many centuries out and they're lost they don't know where to go they have nowhere to go which is sad so with native american totemism it's a spiritual being object or symbol and it's obvious often related to a tribe family or individual and very much the animals are guides during a lifetime so they will come to you an animal will come to you and leave as needed instead of always be in there, it'll come and go when you need it. Like I said, right now I have this black cat, large black cat, walking around my, my space and really just showing me that I need to be a little bit aware of things that are going on in the world. But it's all about the spiritual connection. It's about the nature, it's about the nurture, and it's about finding the balance in that. With the pagans, We have power animals and they are spiritual guardians and so what they ask you in pagan um, culture with the way the pagans live is you would meditate and have a look and see what the animal is Um, quite often if you want to know what your personal power animal is you would do a vision quest and go and try and find it and communicate with it and ask it why it's there what is it that you need to be working on in order for it to fulfill its job as it were so you would look at your own personal interpretations of the animal for that you would look at whether or not you could communicate with the animal for that you would look at what is it representing you know is it a familiar because in the pagan and Wiccan traditions you can have a familiar you can have an animal that literally you just hook up with and you just know you just recognize that soul I've done that twice I've done that with Penny and I've done that with Lucky and I did it with Tom as well actually come to think of it these were just animals that I connected with on a deeper level and just loved. They were meant to be a part of my life. And so, therefore, I would consider them a familiar. Penny is extremely um, protective of me. Like, she'll growl at people. She'll never go for anybody. She's the sweetest thing on 4 legs, But she's very protective of me. She wants to make sure I'm always safe and good. But we do want, when we are dealing with these power animals to not misappropriate. We want to avoid cultural appropriation. And we want to look at, in all things, when we are doing anything spiritual, we want to really be respectful of the different cultures and their personal ways. And what we need to do is just look inward for what it actually represents or feels for ourselves. So, look at what it is that animal what is it that keeps showing up for you what does that mean to you what does that represent to you when i'm doing readings i get a lot of people who come in with butterflies i get a lot of people who come in with dragonflies butterflies tend to be more connected to a feminine energy that's passed and dragonflies for me always seem to be more connected to a male energy that's passed I get hummingbirds sometimes, like I've I've run the gauntlet of different animals showing up during a reading to say, hey, I'm here. And then it's always like some weird coincidence that that's the animal that shows up. And I've just learned to trust the process and trust what they are trying to say. And I'll always leave it to the person I'm reading to actually interpret what it means for them because in my culture it might be different than theirs and i have to respect where they're coming from and what their interpretation is because the message is for them so if it shows up it's like this is what i'm seeing what does that mean to you because it should be but if there's a direct message from the animal if the animal's actually talking and saying hey i'm here for protection or hey i'm here because you need to slow down you need to think a bit more or i'm here because you need to spread your wings and fly like those messages i'm happy to give anytime those messages are part of your soul recognizing that you need something when you are dreaming if you dream of an animal think about that animal do some journaling on an animal and figure out what that animal represents to you this is a really good practice When you have a dream and there's an animal in it, sit down and write, what did that animal want me to know? Why did it come to me? And then go from there. Anyways, I want to thank you all for checking in and listening. And hopefully it won't be so long before my next podcast. I am hoping to get out of my hermit mode here soon. I am taking steps to try. But you know, sometimes life is just a bit much and you don't want to talk to anybody and that happens. And when that does, if you need help, please get help. Talk to the right people and make sure that you and your family stay safe and well. And I will talk to you all soon. This has been Life Lessons with an Inebriated Psychic. Thanks for checking us out.